Hello and welcome to Confessions of an Aging Ingenue. I am your aging ingenue, Jenny Tooley. I'm so excited to have you here today. We are going to get started here in a minute, but first I want to extend a personal invitation to you to join us in the confessional Wednesday nights, first Wednesday of the month. Check it out at JennyTooley.com. You might even end up in the confessor seat. Okie dokie, here we go. Hey everybody, it's Jenny Tooley. How are you guys? Ah, I wish I could see you, but I can't. So, <laughs> But I know you're there and I know you're listening and I'm so grateful that you've joined me for Have I Told You About the Time? Um, this is my very first podcast episode. I'm super excited. Uh, the reason I started this was because I have all these stories, but they have no venue. And I have found that um, sharing stories with one another is a really great way to heal and inspire and to uh, be a part of. And uh, so I thought I'd share some of my stories with you. Um, I've decided that I'm letting go of my perfection and, um, we're doing this uncensored, unedited, and probably in one take. So welcome to the world of imperfection. It's just me and an iPhone. I'm not even in a booth with a fancy microphone, y'all. I'm here in my living room with my vegan broccoli and cheese casserole in the oven and my two little eight-week-old kittens, Toast and Sunny, running around. Um, so if you hear lots of squeaking or screeching or banging around, it's just kittens, y'all. So I thought we would start out with a series on Stuck, which is my first feature film. And we're premiering in about six weeks at Women Texas Film Festival. So I thought this would be a great time to backtrack on um, the stories that were involved in Stuck. So here we go. Have I told you about the time that I decided I was going to make a movie? <laughs> oh my gosh. This is really about the birth and rebirth of my movie, Stuck. Um, so this story starts out nearly 20 years ago now, which is incredible to me that I can say a story started out in my adult life 20 years ago. Um, when my now ex-husband and I moved to Weehawken, New Jersey, and I was like, riding high on um, gosh the I'd just done Arlington Road and it was popular enough that agents wanted to see me and talk to me big agencies in New York City um, I had prescribed to my ex-husband's path of how we were supposed to be actors and what our goals and how we were going to get there were going to be, um, which is a whole other story that I won't go down that road but let's just say I started down a path that didn't really work for me, and um, that that uh, manifested in a way that I got to New York City, doing really well with my acting career, and once I got there, nothing happened, and there was like a total crash in my personal life. I call it my first um, my first. Sorry, there's a kid running around. <laughs> um, I call it my first nervous breakdown at age whatever it was, 26. And um, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was doing anymore. I had sold my 
my identity out to other people and the industry and what I thought I was supposed to be for everybody. And um, slowly but surely, I started writing a screenplay. I had already been writing short stories. Um, in college, I wrote and, pub and was published with short stories. But I had a story coming up that needed to be more visual. At the time, my um, Graham had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And 20 years ago, Alzheimer's was a very different thing than it is now. And not a, people, not a people were talking about it. It wasn't as pervasive as it is now. So it was a very curious thing. And I was very curious as to what was going on in her mind and um, started thinking about that. That's kind of one of my gifts is to be able to get into the mind or feelings of other people. So I started thinking about that, and one day I was at the uh, Jersey Garden State Mall. Yes, the Garden State Mall. It was huge and horrible. <laughs> um, and I was sitting there. I, was, I did not do well up in, in, in those parts. It was like not, again, sorry, little cat down here at my feet banging around. Um, Jersey was not like a Jenny place. Uh, so I was kind of depressed and a little angry, and things weren't working out. So one day I was sitting at the Jersey State Mall, and um, I was looking over at a Johnny Rockets restaurant and saw a group of people singing Happy Birthday. You know, the waitresses, of course, in their little costumes, their little 50s Johnny Rocket costumes. Um, and they were singing happy birthday to a customer, and one of the waitresses had rhinestone barrette in her hair. And that was really where Stuck took off. I started writing about this character, Franny, um, who worked at a diner and wore a rhinestone barrette in her hair. I won't go deeply into the plot line, because you're going to get to see the movie. Um, but that was the, where the movie started is that and this question about what was going on in the mind of my grandmother. So I wrote this script, first screenplay I've ever written. This was about 2001 now, I think. And um, I very quickly realized that there was nobody who was going to be able to produce this script. Like, it was insane. And um, I wasn't going to be able to explain it very well on the page because it was a very auteur, very visionary kind of um, concept. So I decided I was going to have to make it. And, of course, I had never been on the other side of a camera before. I had been in front of a camera, but never to let that stop me. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go make a movie. And my ex-husband was very supportive. Um, he was also an actor, and uh, we had some other friends around us that were willing to help us produce this movie. Um, we put together everything that we needed, legally, um, contractually, all of the uh, business stuff was put together, how we were going to finance it, etc., so forth and so on. And off to Las Vegas I went... Yes, ladies and gentlemen, never having been to Las Vegas before, I went to Las Vegas to shoot one of the storylines um, about the Las Vegas showgirl whose father is um, dying and um, 
she has to make a decision about his DNR order, and her eggs are dying as well, so she's trying to decide if she's going to have kids because her biological clock is ticking or if her career is going to take over. So, uh, amazing people we found to help us with this. Um, Actually, what happened in Las Vegas is a whole other story, so I'll skip that one. But just know we shot 20 minutes of the whole screenplay, which at that time was 120 pages long, which equals 120 minutes. We came back from Las Vegas, uh, put together a teaser, had everything ready to go, and then nothing happened. Um, at this time, this movie was, I want to say, a half a million dollar movie. And the plan was to raise like $10,000 or $50,000 from each investor. I don't remember. But th- this was just not something that I had the capacity to go out and do. And I'm talking about that 20 years later in very different terms. At the time, it was, I just it was scared. And my stomach felt wrong. And it all felt wrong. And I didn't know how to do it. And... Um, it all just stopped. And I, I spent years blaming myself for this, that it was somehow my fault that this did not proceed forward. And then um, many years go by, a decade, about a decade, uh, get divorced, move to Austin, recover in Austin, move to Dallas. Now, you know, More than a decade has passed. I have rewritten this script several times, of course, and um, pulled it apart and redone it and and thought through everything again and again and again and again and again. But it was really on the shelf, and I had no intention of moving forward and making another, making movies. In, In between time, I had gone off and made a short film called The Safety of Others, which you can find on IMDb, that, um, was... You know, we won an award at WorldFest Houston. We opened at South by, this was back in 2007, and it uh, played at about a dozen festivals around the U.S. and Canada and in England. And then I worked on some other people's stuff because I became kind of known as that producer, production manager type person who would, one, work for free, (laughs) and two, could kind of pull things out of her butt. Um, (laughs) the best way to describe that, uh, you have limited resources or a lot of resources, but don't know what to do with them. Um, I was kind of the go-to person that could help you with that while I was in New Jersey. So in Texas, I was not that person. Um, in Texas, I was struggling to find a job. Life had changed significantly. By the time I got to Dallas, I was really struggling to find a job, and I found a job at Shakespeare Dallas through my old friend, Rafael Perry, who uh, was willing to let me work as an administrative assistant. And it became really clear very quickly to them that I was a good writer, so I became a grant writer. Um, And I wrote grants for Shakespeare Dallas, and I produced events, and I raised money for them. And at that time, it started to occur to me that maybe if I could raise money, I could raise money for me. But it wasn't really, that idea hadn't formed quite yet. What did happen, though, was one night I was talking to my dad, and out of the blue, he just said, you know that movie you wrote? And I was like, yeah. And he said, you know, you need to finish that. And I was like, 
what? He said, that's a really important story that you need to tell. And I was like, okay. He said, nobody's telling that story the way you're telling it. I was like, okay. Well, within a week, I was at a Shakespeare Dallas play a week from that time where I ran into Robert Wynn, who had worked with me in Las Vegas on that original stuck treatment uh, you know, a dozen years prior. And Robert, out of the blue, said, Jenny, you need to finish that film stuck. And I was like, okay, the universe is talking to me. Anytime I hear something from two completely different places, and I'm just like, oh my God, okay, I need to listen. I didn't ask for this. I wasn't looking for it. It came to me. It came to me from two completely unrelated sources. I need to make the movie. And that's when I just said, okay, I'm going to make the movie. But making the movie really first started with how do I raise this money? And since I was a grant writer, I started with grants. And I went to the lovely Laurel Hoitzma. Thank you, Laurel Hoitzma. Could not have done this without you, my love. Um, and I said, hey, Laurel, you, you know that script I wrote a million years ago? Uh, let's do a reading of it. And um, let's put together a Dallas, Dallas reading of it. And she helped me get all these amazing, amazing actors at the table. And we did a reading of it. And there was a lot of support there. And I said, you know, can you help me write a grant? Because that's one of the things she used to do is write grants. So we wrote a grant for the Austin Film Society. And... Um, did not get it. In fact, if there's anybody out there that is bummed out or just feeling like you can't go on, I have applied for that grant three times over the last four years and have not received it. So never fear. There's always another way. (laughs) Um, So that was the first time we applied for that grant. And I had envisioned like, we're going to get all this money. You know, no. Um, We had a $250,000 budget at the time. And... The grant didn't come through, and I said, fine, we'll crowdfund. Um, well, I didn't know how to crowdfund, <laughs> so I taught myself how to crowdfund. And um, actually, that is a whole other story, too. Crowdfunding! Woo! Um, anyway, I need to start making some notes. So I taught myself how to crowdfund. We ran our first Kickstarter campaign. Our goal was $9,000, and we brought in ten. And that's when I knew I was totally on the right track. So that was the birth of Stuck and the rebirth of Stuck. And there's a whole lot else that goes in there. Um, let's just say that was four years ago, y'all. Four years ago. And uh, we are now you know, having our premiere in August. So, wow. A 20-year journey uh, making that film... But I have to tell you what I learned was so important. The movie that I would have made 20 years ago is a totally different movie than the one I have made now. And um, I did not have the capacity to make this movie when I wrote it and when I tried to make it the first time. I didn't have a lot of what I needed, like personally, in myself, emotionally. I didn't have the life experience that I needed. Um, I didn't have like a lot of the insights that I gained over the last 20 years that helped me be able to direct that film better. What else happened was I also 
never knew that I was going to get to play Franny because I didn't expect to. <laughs> I was 27 or 28 when I wrote it, something like that, 29. So I was way too young to play her. And it never occurred to me that I was going to get to play this fantastic role of this character I love. So that was one of the other benefits of not doing it, you know, for another 15 or 20 years. And the other one was today, Alzheimer's is everywhere. So this thing that people weren't talking about, that people kind of look at me funny when I would talk about it years ago. Today, anytime I talk about my film, they... Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story about how their lives has been affected by Alzheimer's. And um, I think that, you know, the universe knew, God, whatever you want to call it, knew that now is the time for this movie and not before. So I'm super grateful. And um, I'm really excited. We have all kinds of crazy conversations after the, after this movie plays. <laughs> and I'm sure there will be a lot of stories that come out of that. Uh, yeah, so that's my story uh, about Stuck, the birth and rebirth of Stuck. And I suppose in many ways it was the rebirth of Jenny. So I hope you all are doing good. And until next time, I love you guys and um, happiness to you all. Thanks for being here with me today. I'm Jenny Tooley, your host. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about today's episode, so please comment, review, follow, subscribe, all those things that keep our podcast thriving. Until next time.